0: Thank you for that choir. That was a beautiful arrangement of Psalm 121, one of my favorite psalms in all the Bible. I lifted my eyes to the hills from whence does my help come. My help, it cometh from the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. What a beautiful reminder of where our help comes from in life. Today, our New Testament lesson will come from the book of 1 Peter. We'll be in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 to 11. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 to 11. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourself, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For those of you who know me, this won't come as a surprise. For some of you that are new to the church or don't really know me that well, you you may not know this. I want to tell you today what my spiritual gift is. My spiritual gift is that I worry. Worrying is my spiritual gift. That's a joke. You can laugh. Um, I worry about everything. There's nothing in my life that I don't worry about. Amen? Amen? <laughs> I'm pointing to my wife and my music minister who have to live with me. Pray for these two saints because they've got to put up with me the most. So, you know, I am a worrier. I come from a long line of worriers. It is genetically inherited, I believe. I worry about everything. But but I really believe, though, that my worrying works. I'm convinced that my worrying works. I know that my worrying is a protective hedge to keep bad things at bay. And here's how I know that. 95% of the things I worry about never happen. So if I hadn't been worried about him. I mean, that that worrying was the hedge that kept those bad things from I mean, happening. I just I worry. I, when I was um in pedal years ago, about a, over a decade ago now, probably. I actually it was the first time I ever met anyone from St. Matthews. I was at Camp Wesley Pines, leading a confirmation retreat, and the St. Matthews youth were there. And I like I said I was the, the speaker, and um, I got a call. Early one Sunday morning that someone had broken into our church and stolen our safe. So, and it was funny because the safe of the church, it was just literally, and they've moved it, so I'm not telling you anything confidential. Um, they It was just under the front desk. Someone broke into the church and just carried out the safe. They picked it up and just walked off with it. I'm like, well, I guess that's one way to do it, I guess, so. So we learned our lesson. Later, we took the safe and we bolted it into the cement foundation. They came in with one of those mechanical jacks, those kind of powered jacks you can use, and tried to like yank it out of the concrete. I'm like, "Gosh, just get a job. This is a lot of work. Just get a job. It'd be easier." So, but they called me, and um, and, and and so, oh, I gotta go. So I left Wesley Pines, drove over to Pedal real fast, and of course. What was I going to do? The police were there, you know, doing all the police stuff. The rest of the staff was there doing their job. And I was just in the back just walking and pacing is what I was doing the entire time. And somebody, and my staff knew I was out of town. And one of them said, what, what's Andy doing? Why did he come back? And my youth minister said, somebody had to worry. You know, that's what I do. I worry. I worry about everything. I know it's not good. Like, listen, I know it's not good. But I do it. I shouldn't do it. we're going to talk about that today with the verse. But I I do. But see, here's the thing about my worry. And here's the thing about worry in general. Frankly, here's the thing about a lot of things the devil does to us. My, My worry has a good foundation. The Bible says that Teachers are doubly judged. My, I won't give an account to the district superintendent or to the bishop. I'll give an account to God for how I led and how I modeled the faith. Yeah. I want to do things right. Right. I, 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 want, I sincerely and deeply want to be a good father to my children. I, I sincerely and deeply want to be a good husband to my wife and a good pastor to you. I want to make sure with the time that God has given me that I use it well. And that I do everything in my power to make sure that I've lived a life that glorified the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that through my life, others were introduced to the saving power of Jesus Christ. I take this stuff seriously, y'all. And if I'm going to go from preaching to meddling, I think one of our struggles in church sometimes is that we don't really take this stuff seriously. We, God is not, doesn't just want an hour of our time or a little bit of our resources. God wants all of that we are. And I worry sometimes that I don't give God my all in all. I worry that I withhold from God with my time, my talents, my gifts, my resources. I do. I worry that I, I don't lead well. I do. I worry that I'm not always the best husband or father. I worry sometimes that my, uh, my struggles. Yeah. See, my worries are not. I'm not worried about the old Miss field goal kicker. I'm worried about some stuff that matters, and that's the most dangerous kind of worry. Cause you know why? I'm not God. I'm going to get it wrong. I am. I'm going to blow it. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to be an imperfect father and an imperfect husband and an imperfect pastor. I'm not God. I'm not the Savior of the world. I didn't die for your sins. I'm just some moron from Boguchera. And so that if my worry is grounded in the reality that I must be perfect, I have made myself God when I simply am not. So do you see what worry does? Worry takes a noble intent. I want to be a good pastor or a good husband or a good father. I want to be a good friend. I want to model. God. Those are are all really good things. Those are good things. But then it puts the pressure of doing those things on me, and I'm going to crack under that pressure. I was talking to a pastor recently. don't know if you all know this or not. The United Methodist Church is in a bit of a pickle. I don't know if you've been paying attention to that or not. Probably not. That's another joke. You can laugh at that. And I was really worried about how I'm leading in the midst of all this. I want to do it right. This pastor told me, he said, Andy, don't worry about doing it right because you want to get everything right. He said, worry about doing it faithfully. You're not the hero Jesus is. Don't worry about you getting it right. Worry about following Jesus. If you do that, then it all works out. See, our worries aren't, Usually grounded in bad things. Our worries, we worry about our children, don't we? We worry about our children's successes at home and at school and in social events. We worry about that. I do. We worry about our parents. If you have older parents, you worry about your parents, don't you? You worry about your spouse. You worry about your job. None of these things are bad. See, that's the danger with worry. We're usually not worried about bad things. We're worried about important things. We're worried about good things. Worry about things that actually do demand our time and that do demand our efforts and that do demand our energy. That's, that's the danger of worry. It's normally, worry is not inconsequential things. But it's important things. Things that actually do demand our energy. And that's the trick the devil plays on us. Is he makes us the answer to our problems. Instead of Jesus being the answer to our problems. That's why, y'all, I think today's passage is so important. But I want you to hear it as a verse of freedom and not as, not a verse of condemnation today. Let me read it to you the verse that I'm focusing on today. Cast your anxieties on him. By the way, had somebody text me. There's a Jason Isbell song entitled Anxiety. And they said, you're a Isbell fan. He mentioned that song. I'm like, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Um, Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, Cast your cares, cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Let me, let me tell you how I don't want you to hear this passage. Because for years, this passage kind of hung around my neck like an albatross. Let me tell you, me t- me tell you what I want out of faith. Let me tell you what I want out of faith. That's what I want. I want to be sitting in church and hear a good sermon. So you've already got strike one because you're not going to hear a good sermon today. At least not for me. I want, to be, I want to be sitting in church, hear a good sermon. I want the spirit to fall. And I want to go to the altar. And I want to lay my fears and my doubts and my insecurities and my worries, I want to lay them down at the altar. I want to give them to Jesus. I want to lay them at his feet. I want to cast these anxieties upon him. And then I never want to worry about him ever again. I want to give them to Jesus. I want to give all this stuff to Jesus, all these fears, worries, doubts, temptations, anxieties. anxieties. I want to give them to Jesus at the altar and then never worry about them again. And by the way, I've done that a million times. I've laid them at the altar a million times. I do it daily in my morning prayer time. Every day, I lay them at the feet of Jesus. You know what I do about six hours later? Pick them back up. Like I've never done it in the first place. You know how that makes me feel? Like a failure. It makes me feel like a failure. So I'll wear this verse of freedom around my neck like an albatross as a sign of my failure. Lord, If I just had more faith to trust you, then I wouldn't worry. Lord, if I just had more faith to trust you, then I wouldn't doubt. Lord, if I just had more faith, I wouldn't struggle with temptation or with anger or with fear. Lord, if I was just good enough, because doesn't your word say, cast your cares upon him, and then I'd do it? And then I pick it back up. So I must be a failure as a Christian. Now, maybe I'm the only person who prays, like feels that way. But I doubt it. So I want you to hear this verse, but hear it, I think, as it's intended to be heard. Cast your cares upon him. We got that part. We got that part. That, we got that. Because he cares for you. He doesn't care for you. He doesn't love you if you get it right. He doesn't love you if you lay at the altar and never pick it back up again. He doesn't love you if you're without fear or doubt or worry or stress. He simply loves you. It doesn't say cast your anxiety upon you because he cares for you if you get it right. It doesn't say cast your anxiety upon him because he cares for you if you're perfect. It doesn't say cast your cares upon him, cast your anxieties upon him Because he cares for you if you never worry again. There is no rejoinder to this. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Full stop. His caring for you is not conditional upon your actions. You're awesome, but you're not God. Okay? You're all all smart, funny, and above average. But you ain't Jesus, okay? We've got to cast our cares upon Jesus because He cares for us. And then, if we pick them back up, we give them back. When we pick them back up, we cast again, and we cast again, and we cast again, and we cast again. We cast our cares upon Him over. And over and over and over. And what we hope, what we pray for, what we progress in is that we cast our cares upon him. And maybe we don't pick him up for a week or so. But if we pick him up a week later, you know what we do? We cast them back to Jesus because he cares for us. But most days, I cast him at the altar at 11.55 and I picked him up farther than got in the parking lot. And so you know what I do? I cast him back upon Jesus, over. And what frustrates me is I think, well, golly, God, I'm doing it wrong because I'm picking it back up. And he just says, cast it on me again and again and again because I care for you. I love you. As the Psalter said, yea, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Do we fear no evil because, do we fear no evil because we're perfect? Do we fear no evil because we've gotten it right? Do we fear no evil because we've done everything great? No, we fear no evil because thou art with me. Cast your cares upon Christ because he cares for you. We do it again and again and again And again. He doesn't love you because you left your stuff at the altar once and never picked it up again. He loves you because you're His. Here's the thing, y'all. That means we got to actually cast the cares to Jesus. You may have heard me say this. We got to learn not to pray safe prayers. But to pray honest prayers, safe prayers are this: Lord, everything's so perfect, life is great, things couldn't be better, everything is wonderful. Thank, thank you. But like that, that's a good prayer to pray. There's times we pray that, but sometimes we got to pray this: Lord, this is terrible. I don't know what you're doing, Lord. I got no clue what you're doing. I got no clue where this is heading. I have no clue what I'm supposed to do. I'm kind of angry about this. I'm kind of sad about this. I'm kind of upset about this. This is stupid, God. I don't get it. I don't know what you're doing. I wish you'd explain it to me. I feel like Job here fussing at you. And I wish you'd explain yourself. And I'm mad and I'm angry and I'm upset and I'm this and I'm that. And that prayer feels wrong to pray, doesn't it? But here's the reality, y'all. Read the Bible. The Bible's full of it, of those prayers. That's that's literally all the Psalms. That's every Psalm. And here's the thing. If we're thinking that anyway, do we not think God doesn't know that? The Bible says not a word comes to our tongue that he doesn't know about. But here's the reality, y'all. He can't help us with what we don't give to him. If we go to God with closed fists. Holding tight to our anxiety. And our worry. And our temptation. And our fear. If we go to God with a closed fist. He can't help us with what we cling on to. A safe prayer. Is a prayer of a closed fist. Or we don't really give it to him. The honest prayer is the prayer of an open hand. Lord, take it. I'm be honest with you, Lord. I'm afraid. I'm be honest with you, Lord, I'm uncertain. I'm be honest with God, I don't know. Take it. Take it. The Lord can't help us with a closed fist. The Lord, can give, the Lord can give grace with the open hand. We cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. He has written his love for us in permanent ink upon our souls. Growing up, Mama, we, we, we built on to our house in the late seventies. They built the house in seventy eight. I think we added on seventy nine, eighty or so. And so we had this room called the den, which where the TV was. And um they just mama gave me this writing thing when I was a little bitty. Um it was like a dry erase board, sort of kinda. But the marker you wrote with, I, I don't even even know to this day know what it was. It was um it was looked like a big pencil, but it was made of almost like wax. It was a very oily type of wax-like material. And you would write on this dry erase board and you could erase it. But you didn't need to write on anything else because, you know, it, the, the way the oil and the makeup of this pencil was, it, would st- it really would do a deep stain of, um, of whatever you wrote on. Well, you look at me, you know, that guy's an artist. I mean, I know Arik art. Um, And so when I was a small child, I decided that our wooden brown door needed to be black, like the pen. So I took that pen, and I just wrote all over this new wooden door in our house. It's kind of in the shape of an X. I colored in that X completely. I colored in little gaps. I made this beautiful new wooden door just black with ink. And my mom walked in, and she said, wow, Andy, you are such a talented artist we're so glad that you're in our family. Thank you for blessing us with your art. That was not what my mother said. (laughs) Whippings were involved. And she got a scrubber and scrubbed the door. And she got most of the oil and the gunk off the door. But to this day, You look at that door, you can see where some of that oil and wax got absorbed into the door. And it still marks that door to this day. And it just can't get off of it. That's God's marking on you. He didn't mark it on you because you laid it perfectly at the altar. And he didn't mark it on you because you never picked it back up again. He didn't mark it on you because you're going to always get it right. Because you're not. You're not going to always get it right. Trust me, you're not. He didn't mark it on you because your kids never had troubles. He didn't mark it on you because your parents are perfect in health. He didn't mark it on you for any of those reasons because that's not the reason. He marked you with his grace because he cares for you. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And yea, though I walk through the valley of fear, I will fear no evil. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of health problems, or the shadow of uh, of hatred, or the shadow of uncertainty, or the shadow of division, or the shadow of whatever, the shadow of work uncertainty, political uncertainty, church uncertainty, any of these things. And yea, though I will walk through these valleys of these shadows that want to take everything and make me worry and make me fear and make me cower and make me afraid and turn me into something I don't want to be. Yea, though I will walk through these valleys, I will not fear because thou art with me. No matter what, we cast our cares upon him because he is. Cares for us. So, in our anxiety, in our fear, in our worry, let's cast and cast and cast and cast and cast and cast because He cares for us. May we rely upon the grace of our Savior. Jesus the Christ. Let us pray.